interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. This is Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on the Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Good Saturday morning. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. Stu Kearns, your host. Glad to have you along here. It is, uh, we're deep into September now. We got uh, the Huskers tonight. I'll be there. Look for me. I'll be wearing red. And uh, they're, they're going to win big. Trust me. Just trust me. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm all in Huskers. Whether we win, whether we lose, whether we tie, I, well, I guess you don't tie much. You go to overtime. But uh, I, I think they're going to win tonight. And then we're going we're gonna to have a nice matchup next week against Oklahoma. So let's, uh, let's hope the best for that. I talked into uh, being my guest today, an old buddy of mine, and I couldn't remember how long we've been buddies until I, until I heard today that it's been 22 years. That's right. Yeah, that's right. At, uh, at New Covenant Community Church, Pastor Tim Johnson. How you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Yeah. And well, thanks for being my friend for 22 years. <laughs> you know, I, it's, it's, it's been pretty easy compared to a lot of the things I do. Your friendship is, is on the easy side of the ledger. I'm a low-maintenance friend. You're very low-maintenance. <laughs> very, very low-maintenance. For those who don't know about New Covenant, uh, remind them where it's at. Uh, we are on 84th in Old Cheney, just across from Lincoln Christian School yeah. and across from Faith Bible. Yes. And I noticed, uh, by the way, just going, going by there recently, I noticed uh, some volleyball, sand volleyball courts. Oh, are those yours? Yeah. Yes. I mean, how does one get involved in the sand volleyball? Oh, you just call us and you can, <laughs> or just show up. We do have leagues, actually. So yeah. uh, that kind of happened through the whole COVID season, trying to get people out outside and we had a pavilion, it's, and it has been a home run. We've, and we've actually, believe it or not, uh, we have families that have started coming to New Cub because of volleyball. So ah. it, it's kind of what we hoped for, but it actually worked. Oh, that's great. You know, this week we, had our, we started Wednesday night activities again, and, of course, the Huskers were playing Creighton and volleyball. And uh, so me being me, I tuned in the game, and it became a very hard decision at 7 o'clock when the, when the match was not over. But uh, the Bible study was about to begin. <laughs> and so uh, so what would you do? Uh, well, it wasn't my Bible study, so oh. I left. Oh, okay. but, but for the guy who, whose Bible study it was, um, you know, tough, tough call. But, uh, you know, we were there for Bible study, so... I think the people who are hardcore probably, you know, kept something on their phone open <laughs> to watch that. But and it was a thriller. Yes. But uh, the good gals prevailed. Um, we're going to talk about. Um, uh, you're in the middle of a of a, a change in your career, and uh, as we, uh, I want to talk about that today. Um, but also. I just uh, wanted to take this opportunity to, uh, and by the way, just to tip off, it's uh, you, you've bumped into a health condition. Yes. And uh, just uh, what's the? We'll talk about it more in a, in a minute. But, but what's been going on? Uh, diagnosed with Parkinson's about a year and a half ago. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> most of us know somebody who's dealt with Parkinson's, or I've got uh, well one one person in my congregation, a few other uh, folks that I know. Uh, but it it's. Uh, it's always a learning curve, isn't it? Every it, time a health matter is. pops up, and uh, and it presents itself differently. Not always, but it doesn't all. Uh, when you see one person with Parkinson's, that doesn't mean everybody has the same issue. Typically, there's 
uh, uncontrolled shaking on one side or the other, sometimes both. Mm-hmm. It can affect the voice. It has not affected my voice. It's yeah. on just on my right side. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it can move into dementia. That doesn't always happen. And mm-hmm. uh, But uh, it's it's not painful. It's just a nuisance. A nuisance. That was, and by the way, you mentioned uh, that you decided to <laughs> personify your Parkinson's. Yes, with a I, name. Call, I call my Parkinson's Fred. <laughs> Fred. To all you Freds out there, we're sorry about that. Yeah. But, but uh, that's, I think that's interesting to kind of, you know, there's, because every time we struggle with something, it is, it is, it becomes like another identity. Well, there. I just, uh, for me, I just didn't want to be, I wanted to be Tim who has Parkinson's. Not I, Tim is Parkinson's, and yeah, so yeah. it just made it easier. And yeah. especially on Sundays when it's when it starts acting up, I say, "Oh, hey, on Fred's Fred's trying to get my attention, and if it won't bother me, it won't bother you. How about that?" And yeah. So, yeah. and it's worked worked well with our kids and New Cub kids downstairs. They come up and ask, "Did Fred show up at church?" And say, "Yes, he was relentless, but they <laughs> they, they pray that Fred stays away on Sundays the in Fred's- particular." You know, now for the new people, you're going to have to ex- keep explaining that. Because <laughs> they'll be like, now who the world is Fred? What's that about? Yeah. But that's, uh, by the way, folks, that's just the characteristic good nature and good cheer of this dear brother. And uh, and I went, before we get to talking about that and the nuts and bolts and, and all those kinds of things, I want to go all the way back to the beginning. Oh, man. Uh, all the way back. Now, were you raised in a Christian home? I was. You raised in a Christian home. Okay. Well, when, you're, so you're you're going to Sunday school. You're learning about you're reading the Bible, memorizing verses, all that good stuff. Listen, I I I have some awards that I bet you don't have. <laughs> and at our church is First Baptist Midland, Texas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm a Southern boy. Uh, they would give out the baby of the week, uh, the youngest baby. You got an award. I was baby of the week, baby of the month, baby of the year. Whoa! I still have a picture of it. So. <laughs> That's well. You get all you get all the awards. You were raised Southern Baptist, then. I was. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Both parents were uh, strong followers of Christ, and mm-hmm. I thought it was normal every morning to have breakfast as a family, and to read a family devotion together, and have prayer, and mm-hmm. to pray for, uh, you know, the, uh, the birthday for the uh, missionary that was their their day, and yep. I thought that was normal. I and I didn't realize until now, or till later how fortunate I was to have been reared at a Christian home. Yes, yes. And I the same for myself, uh, a mother and father who loved Jesus and uh, wanted to teach us to love Jesus. And uh, But having said that, oftentimes, uh, in, in most Christian stories, there is a, there's a point in your life which it's no longer your parents' faith, it's your faith. And is, was there a particular season in your life or a time in your life where that uh, where you said, hey, this is not just my parents' faith. This is my faith. I want to to uh, look to Jesus. Yes, and I was about seven or eight years old uh, when I made an initial commitment to Christ. And it just so happened that the pastor of my church lived across the street. And so uh, this was a Saturday afternoon, and I was outside, and I also just realized, Oh, no, if I die, I, I don't know that I'll spend eternity in heaven with Jesus. Mm. And I want to. So I went over and knocked at his door 
and said, Dr. Morris, I need help. Uh, can you tell me how to accept Jesus? Because I'm, I'm afraid if I die, I won't spend eternity in heaven. Mm. And a pastor's dream come true. People come knock at his door saying, <laughs> help lead me to Jesus. And so, so that was uh, an initial commitment. And it was in ninth grade when I recognized that Christ wanted to not just give me fire insurance, but mm. he wanted me had a, uh, wanted to be in control of all my, my entire life, my yeah. giftings to glorify him. And yeah. so it was ninth grade when I actually started applying what it meant to be a follower of Christ. Yeah, yeah. And I like that. The I think that's become more popular in the last decade or so is to, to uh, use that phrase, a follower of Christ. It's it's one thing to say, well, hey, I don't want to suffer. I don't want to you know, have God's wrath on my head. And so, yeah, sure, I want to escape that. I want to, I want to be in the good place, but, but that, that's only a beginning. There's right. like, because the Christian life is not just escaping God's wrath, but it's about uh, following Jesus. Absolutely. On a, on a day-to-day basis. And we uh, talk, even, even at New Cove, where I am now, we talk about, you know, we want, want people to know God and make him known. And so mm-hmm. trying to live a life that people think, we, we use the word curious. We, we want to be, uh, cur- want people to be curious about us and mm. how we respond. Yeah. So when, uh, uh, just one minute and then we're going to have to take a break here, but uh, when was it that you began to sense that actually uh, I ought to be a pastor, that, that God might be calling me to be a pastor? Do you remember your first sense of that? It was high school, but our church was very mission-minded, and it was uh, they made a big deal about people being called. They called it into full-time Christian services, mm-hmm. how they mm-hmm. – termed it and uh and so it was i was exposed to that that it was more that that there was opportunity where god would call people to serve him in a full-time vocational way and uh so high school was it uh i went to baylor university and uh which is a baptist university it is yeah it is and uh i thought i was going to uh, go into coaching. I wasn't sure. Uh, I just wanted to be one influence people in positive ways. And doors just kept opening up to work in a, in youth ministry. And so it was at college when I realized, okay, all these doors are opening and other doors are shutting. Mm-hmm. And uh, so that's when I decided. I think uh, the doors are opening for church vocational work, and that's what I'll do. All right. We're going to take a break right now. We're going to come back to that story. Uh, You are listening uh, to Friendly Fire. I'm here with uh, Pastor Tim Johnson here, and you are listening to The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. Keeping the topics lively and the conversation civil, this is Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. We are back. It's Friendly Fire Saturday talking with Pastor Tim Johnson. Uh, the pastor at New Covenant Community Church. And uh, by the way, uh, because it's called New Covenant Community Church, uh, you're raised Southern Baptist. This is a Southern Baptist congregation, right? It certainly is. Yeah. So it's, it's not like, you know, I'm Zion Church is a Presbyterian church. We don't, you know, it's it's kind of a subtitle thing. So I think is that how long does it take for people to realize that New Cove is a, uh, is a Southern Baptist church? Well, 
given my southern accent, it doesn't take them long to figure out something's up. You have an accent? I uh, well, so many that. people say I do. I never noticed that. That's uh, that's weird that you should say that. Although there's a southern accent and there's a Texas accent. Oh, really? I, there really is, yes. Okay. You're, you have more of a Texas-Oklahoma kind of uh, lilt. Well, thank which, you. Which is better than the other Southern, just so you know that. Okay. Yeah, no. Well, other, I feel much better today. No, you should Thanks feel better. Too. You should feel better because that's, it's, it's, believe me, trust me, it's, a, it's better. Um, so you, you get a sense that you're getting called to ministry. Uh, you get, what, was your first, what was your first church then? Uh, well, I had done youth part-time ministry my senior year in high school, but there's a small church in town uh, that was just looking for somebody uh, to help lead their student ministry. And so mm-hmm. I volunteered to do that because of my youth pastor. He had a big influence in my life. Mm-hmm. But then it was at uh, First Baptist Church, Galinda, Texas, just outside of Waco, oh, okay. a population of 523 people. Wow. Yeah. So, well, in Waco, isn't that where Baylor is? Yes, it or, sure is. Okay. So yeah. kind of you got to be in that home area for a while. I did. So I, I was... Uh, in school at the same time, and I uh, just went back and forth. Well, I mean, it wasn't that far, mm-hmm. about 10, 15 miles. Where from there, then? Then the First Baptist, uh, Grosbeck, Texas, mm-hmm. home of the Fighting Goats. <laughs> the yeah. Fighting Goats. The Fighting Goats. Okay. And here's their war cry. We never lose. <laughs> and you know what? They lost every game. It oh, was no. humiliating. <laughs> And you know, goat, of course, in sports is you know like greatest of all time. So uh, yeah. if you're a fighting goat and you're you're losing all the time, yeah, that was good for them. That is that is just so sad. And then then what was the next step after that? Uh, I was still in student ministry for 14 years, actually total. Mm. And so went to Sharpstown Baptist in Houston, Texas, mm. and then jumped into. I got demoted from student ministry to being a full time. Senior pastor. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. And so that was in uh, Hyde Park Baptist in Denison, Texas, North Texas. Was there five years. Then five years in Las Cruces at Calvary Community, Calvary Baptist Community Church. Mm -hmm. And five years there. And then the last 22 years here in Lincoln. Uh, 22 years. Yeah. Yeah. What? uh, uh, Now, I mean, that's, that's your longest stint, right? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. What have you, uh, how have you seen Lincoln change over 22 years? Uh, <clears throat> I think it is more open to the gospel than ever before, just because mm. society is is changing so fast mm-hmm. all, all across the board. Mm-hmm. And I think people are looking for stability. And one of the things we talk about is you can, everybody has a, has their own theology, their own doctrine of, What's mm-hmm. what's an unshakable in their life, whether it's finances or success in business or grades, whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, those things are horizontally found, and they are not developed to withstand the pressures of life. But yeah. a vertical stance, relationship with God, with Jesus Christ. So I think people are more open than ever before just because of the instability of mm-hmm. society. Even with the, uh, now we've talked a lot about just the last couple of years and how challenging that's been for churches, for pastors, just the uh, the political divisions, the social divisions, the uh, medical divisions about how everybody feels about everything that's going on. Uh, I don't want to spend a lot of time on this, but just briefly, uh, uh, do you put your hat in with those who say this was kind of a rough two years? Oh, 
by by far. I miss that day at seminary yeah. <laughs> when they when they told us how to how do you keep a church from imploding during a pandemic, yeah. worldwide pandemic. You can't meet, and then you can yeah. meet, but you got restrictions and and mm. and as you know, we have well-meaning people who love Jesus on both sides of the spectrum and are mm-hmm. convinced that they're that they're right, and so it, it made it made it difficult. We but we just kept saying. We exist as a church for our primary purpose is to know Christ and to make him known, and that's primary. Everything mm-hmm. else is secondary, important, but secondary, and we're not going to yeah. divide over secondary things. Yeah, yeah. So. so in the middle of all this, so we got COVID, we got uh, a long-term stint at uh, in the north, <laughs> which which has received you gratefully, and, uh, and then you get this. Uh, what was the first indication of the diagnosis? Uh, well, it was a couple of years ago. I, I didn't realize I had it right. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, but I had people asking why I've carried my right arm kind of like it was hurt, and I didn't notice that at all. Mm. Uh, then I got to where I couldn't type with my right hand. It would just wouldn't respond. And I thought it was carpal tunnel. Talked to uh, uh, a doctor in our church, and he said, uh, have you ever had any uh, shakes in the morning when you wake up? Did any trembles, trembling? I said, "Yeah, actually, that that has just started." He said, "That's neurological, so that kind of started it." And and after seeing uh, some specialists, they determined, "Yes, you have Parkinson's." Mm. Now there, uh, again, I've I've only known a couple of people with Parkinson's, but that it uh, the effects. Sometimes are very slow gaining steam, sometimes faster, you know, different, uh, no two cases are exactly the same. Uh, how has yours uh, developed over the last couple of years? Uh, at first it was slow moving, and over the, about the last six months, it's, it's progressed a little faster than we anticipated. Mm-hmm. So that's disappointing, uh, which, which has led to me retiring from New Cub as a, senior pastor there just because uh i need to focus some time and energy on health issues get that handled i'm not done with ministry i don't know i just don't know what that's going to look like but but it it, i don't it doesn't look like me uh being a senior leader at nuka yeah one of the things um i've said this before that you and i again we're different churches but we have the same job and it's a weird job there are, uh, I've, I've joked with the people who work for me, uh, your job is divided between two things, things I can't believe they pay me to do and things they could never pay me enough to do. <laughs> is that, does that ring true in your life? Yes, it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, our, our wives ought to be writing a book. Yes. You know, of course, uh, it, they would be bestsellers for sure. The yeah, things yeah, they, yeah. What behind are the, the scenes. What are the parts of the job that you just say, every once in a while you just say, I can't believe they pay me to do this? Caring about people. I mean, just people need to want to be seen and heard and cared for. Mm -hmm. And in this case, God has gifted me with a pastoral gift. And um, I come home from, like if I see people in the hospital, I come home energized. It does not Mm -hmm. wear me out. Mm -hmm. I get to bring hope to people in in horrible situations. and, And one of the things you haven't asked this, but... With Parkinson's, it's all of a sudden I've I've got credibility with with some people that I never had credibility with in the past, and so mm-hmm. and I've had folks from our church call their friends and say, 
hey, you need to talk to Tim, mm -hmm. uh, our pastor. He's he's got Parkinson's, and he could he he might be able to be of some encouragement to you. And yeah. and I'm an encourager by the gift mix, and so gift yeah. of exhortation. So yeah. it, it comes it comes great. I I, I love it. There is something about uh, they. They need to know that we not just know our theology and our Bible, but that we actually have ourselves walked through the valley of the shadow of death with Jesus. Yeah. And uh, and some of the, I've shared some about uh, my my episodic anxiety, and uh, and people then open up to me about that. Yeah, absolutely. But so this is the same experience when you when they know that now you're you're ailing that they they feel like oh well Tim gets it he understands suffering and so now I I feel freer to talk to him. I I think so. Uh, I, I believe it's pay, played out that way, mm -hmm. and in this case, it's noticeable. I mean, mm -hmm. you can't. When I speak on Sundays, it's obvious that Fred, <laughs> my my Parkinson's friend, is is present. And mm -hmm. uh, at first, uh, it was just very small tremors, and then it's it, it's just getting on the right side, and it's progressed, and so. Got to where I had to have a, a, a high top stand to help me s slow down the tremors, mm -hmm. and then it's gotten beyond that, and so now I have to sit on a stool and and rub my arm to keep it from uh, acting out, and so mm -hmm. so people see that, and yep, and um, and part of it, and and you know I, I've told you this before, most of the time I'm in a really good place. I my theology is such that. Uh, we live in a fallen world, and so I, I don't feel like, mm -hmm. why did God do this to me? I think we just live in a fallen world, and things happen. I do believe that God redeems what he allows, mm -hmm. and uh, Romans eight twenty eight says that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love him and seek him. Mm -hmm. doesn't yeah. say he causes all everything to happen, but he causes everything to work together for good yeah. if you love him and seek him. So I'm I'm praying that God leverages this for 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 me to be able to point people to christ and and in my weakness sundays are the hardest day for me uh just anxiety of speaking and wondering how bad it's going to be with the shakes yeah. and yeah but um second corinthians 12 has been a big passage verses 9 and 10 is that my grace is sufficient that it's in my weakness that christ's strength is shown and so mm. i get to live it out yeah yeah uh a lot of days. Yeah. Let's take another break. When we come back, I want to go back a little bit because one of the things that helps us trust God today is the way that we've seen God work in the past. Okay. And we've just seen him do things that only he can do. And then it gives you confidence so that even though I don't know what's ahead, he does. And, and, uh, and faith, faith builds faith. And so I, I'm going to make you tell a story, uh, that you told me, but I want you to tell them. Okay. Sound good? Yes, sir. All right. Take, it's, you're listening to The Voice of Lincoln, uh, 1499.3 KLIN. Interesting topics to kick off your weekend. Looking at the news with an eye of faith. Friendly Fire with Stu Kearns, 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome back. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday talking with Pastor Tim Johnson here from New Covenant Community Church. And I just want to back up and get a little bit of his background and his career. And then we talked about his, uh, uh, we'll talk a little bit more about the Parkinson's too and some of the treatments. But before we get to that, uh, we had previously been talking about uh, uh, a health situation where you needed health insurance years ago. 
and you weren't sure how that was going to be answered. It was a, a looking for a, people might be familiar with the term COBRA, uh, kind of a bridge, uh, a, a kind of health insurance yeah. uh, for a period of time. And then, and then you bumped into somebody who, uh, who God sent your way. Uh, tell, just tell the guests, the listeners about that story. I will. It, it's an amazing story. Uh, the church I was at in, in Crucis, awesome church, awesome. But we were not, the church wasn't able to cover health insurance for the staff. And so we, uh, Karen was working in the school district at the time, so it was not a big deal. We were family coverage. She got sick, take, took medical leave, and as a result of that, all of a sudden we don't have health insurance and, and uh, other than COBRA, and I think it was 1400 a month back mm. then, mm. and we didn't have that kind of money. Mm. And that was one week, a week later, I get a call on Wednesday night from a guy who is my fourth, fifth, and sixth grade football coach in YMCA mm. named Bob. And uh, he, he said, I know I haven't talked to you in 30, 40 years, but I've tried to keep up with you through your mom. I finally found her at church and uh, got your number. And he said, the reason I'm calling is God's put you on my mind and I can't get it out. And he said, God told me that I'm supposed to do something for you. And he said, but Tim, I don't have, I have nothing to offer you but money. <laughs> I said, pardon me? He said, no. He said, I'm in the oil business and I have more than I need to do, more than I, than I need. And so I, I, all, all I can offer you is money. Do you have a need? And I told him about the, the health, health care issue and, he said, uh, it's taken care of. He said, I will cover your health care until you die or until you end up at a church that can afford to cover your health care. And so for mm. three years, every six months, we got this huge check from Bob covering mm. our health care from out of nowhere. I mean, I hadn't talked to him in 30 years. Mm. Um, and and again, when we moved to, uh, to Lincoln, a new covenant was gracious enough to cover our health care and so i called bob and said it's, it's all good so he is now giving to somebody else so wow that was an amazing story <laughs> yeah that you know when you walk with jesus for six decades uh the stories kind of pile up don't they they do you just start start seeing things that uh i mean i guess people can call them a coincidence or whatever they want to say but uh but after you've been doing what we've been doing for as long as we've been doing it, uh, I don't, we we just call them God things, right? Yeah, absolutely. And uh, stuff that that uh, you couldn't script it, you couldn't make it up. Uh, but somehow God knew and worked out the details. Yeah, isn't that something? It is. It's amazing. Yeah. And and the the goal one is one to thank God for it certainly, but. But to learn from it that God can provide in exceeding abundant ways that you wouldn't think or imagine. Yeah. But I'm sometimes a slow learner, and <laughs> a new problem comes. I think, yeah, well, that was back then, but this is now. And yes. So, you know, we're like, uh, which which one of the apostles was it that said, "The Lord, I believe, help, help my unbelief. unbelief." Yeah. Or it was, I don't know. It's in the Gospels. I know that, but uh, I, I I I feel that way so often. It's like, oh, I. I believe, except for this little area, I'm still yeah. kind of getting stretched. Uh, how how has the church responded to you in terms of this uh, this new challenge? Well, I I couldn't be in a better place. I I, I love New Cove. 
and it's it's been an amazing church. Uh, it's just so refreshing. Uh, and one of the things that, that I've appreciated is uh, our the leadership of our church say, if you mess up, just clean up what you mess up. So, I mean, mm. I mean, so risk, you can take risks, and if you, it doesn't work, well, clean it up and move on. We learn from it. So I've mm. been given a lot of freedom at New Cove. Mm. Uh, they were surprised and saddened along with me uh, that I needed to step out uh, because of the, I need, just need to uh, focus on the health issue. And if it's yeah. getting to a point where I couldn't lead well because mm-hmm. of in, all the attention given to Parkinson's that needed to be given. Yeah. Uh, and so we talked with a friend, my a good friend named Lance, and uh, we were contemplating if we do A, B, and C, then we have then that does that creates this problem. If we do this, that creates another problem. If we whatever we were looking at all things, and he said, "Stop!" He said, "You're you're mixing up decision making from problem solving," mm. and I combined both of them. And he said, mm. "No, what's the right decision to make? Make the right decision, and then deal with the with the problems." Well, Karen and I prayed through, but we knew we need to step out. But the problem is I'm a year and three months from even being in a place to, to, to retire. Yeah. And so I didn't have Bob's number. <laughs> yeah. you know, I need a Bob. Where, where's Bob? You need him. Oh, man. You know, and so uh, Karen said, God will provide. And I'm thinking, yeah. Okay. <laughs> sure he will. <laughs> and uh, so I, you know, share with our governing board what's, what's going on. And then one of them astutely asked, well, what does that mean financially? I said, it, we're a year and three months from being in a place. So I'll, I'll have to figure it out. And, God, and I said, God will provide. We'll figure it out. Well, they met later, called me later and said, hey, uh, the church wants to cover your your salary for the next uh, through 2023. So, I mean, the church became Bob, you know, wow. and, and provided, uh, again, a, an exceeding abundant way beyond whatever you think or imagine. Mm-hmm. And who, I mean, obviously you're, you love your church at Zion, but I just think who, who gets to be at a church that mm-hmm. where you're loved and valued and pursued and cared about and yeah. go way beyond whatever we could think or imagine. And so, and, and they said, you know, do what you need to do, but, financially you don't need to worry about it for, through 2023 so that mm. gives a lot of room for us to navigate that's awesome and you plan on uh for the short term at least uh sticking around sure yeah we'll, we'll deal with the health issues and try to get that settled and and uh mm. so yeah. at, this, at this point we're we're here for a little Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, one last break, then we're going to come back to a shameless plug. And then I, I thought it was, well, one of the things I want to talk about, you're talking about some of the treatments now that it seems like it's getting better all the time. There are different yeah. options out there. So I might talk about that. Who knows? Okay. I might just take you on a rabbit trail somewhere. Uh, it's a Friendly Fire Saturday talking with Pastor Tim Johnson here from New Covenant Community Church. Glad to have you along. Don't forget, you're listening to The Voice of Lincoln, 1499 KLIN. Bringing you local voices to break down the news of the week. Friendly Fire with Stu Kurds on The Voice of Lincoln, 1499.3 KLIN. 
We are back. It's a Friendly Fire Saturday. And uh, Pastor Tim, it is the time where we always do a shameless plug. So I'm assuming you're going to plug New Covenant uh, Church, but uh, you can plug anything you want to plug. Oh, are you kidding? I New Cove's the place to be. I'm, <laughs> that's where I am and, uh, and will continue to be even after, yeah. uh, after the end of September. So we plan on uh, staying, sticking around and being on the other side for a while. Be great. What time are services there? 9.30. 9.30. And uh, let's see. Uh, how much, what, what percentage of stuff that you lost during COVID is back? Are you back to, We're I mean, still missing probably a, a third, maybe a fourth missing. Of, of ministry stuff? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, or, or uh, people. A people. Ministry, oh, gotcha. we're back to full, full okay. swing. Full and, throttle for oh, ministry. Yeah. Oh, but, yeah. But we're still. Our, our New Cup kids and New Cup students, man, it's. It's, uh, they have the most high, highly trained people to invest, high caliber, high capacity. It's that's great. Right. It's a great place for families. Yeah, yeah. there. I I would say that's very. That's I've talked to a lot of pastors. That's pretty common. They would say, well, about two thirds, three quarter, maybe of the people, and the, but ministries pretty much. Oh yeah, pretty much back. They, speaking of ministries, one of the things we do jointly every year uh, is at least we've been both involved last several years is a Samaritan's Purse, uh, the Operation Christmas Child. Yep, it's, that's about to hit uh, hit the sites. Uh, October is when we start making focus on it. And yeah. So I, that'll, I'll make that my shameless plug. So you can get involved at New Covenant, at Zion, and a number of churches are participating. And uh, through uh, Franklin Graham's organization, I know people have different opinions about his politics and all those different things. But this is one of the things that it's giving Christmas gifts to kids Absolutely. in the name of Jesus. That's yeah. pretty straightforward. Yeah. And uh, and you put, pull together a shoebox. And I don't know. Do you have any clue how many shoeboxes we send out from Lincoln or from? I do not know, and I should know that. But it, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, it's like a truckload, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, 18 yeah. wheeler full. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a, that's, a, that's a very exciting ministry. If, you know, there's so many things, you know, to, to give to this time, you know, when, when Christmas is around the corner and, and a lot of great, great organizations. But, but to think that you're going to give something to a child, uh, probably in a faraway place, who maybe never got a gift. Yeah. And, uh, and just say, the, Jesus loves us and we want to, in his name, we want to love you. The stories are amazing. And yeah. The shameless plug I would give for that is uh, New Cub gave, I think, 1,474 boxes last mm. year. So wow. we, we, we've bought in. Yes. I, I don't, I'll have to find out how many Zion did. I'm not sure, but I think maybe not quite that many. But, but there's a lot. It's just a, it's a really, really encouraging thing. Um, I, I was going to go all the way back. Uh, okay, I don't know if you remember this trip. Years ago... We went on a, uh, we've been part of a pastor's group and we have lunches together and we encourage each other and so forth. And, uh, and I believe it was you who was on a part of a trip up to Minneapolis to see, uh, to a, go to a conference. I did not go to that. You did not go to that? I thought you were going to talk about the silent retreat you signed me up for. Well, then it must have been that. I thought you were the one. Now, man, I could be wrong, but somebody finally said after we had been having lunch for I don't know how long they said now could you explain to me why you baptize babies and was that you or not no but you and I've had that discussion we have had that discussion yes numerous times and every time we have baptism and baby mm -hmm. dedication yes which are separate 
Yeah. In yeah. my church. Yes, yes. That's I right. always let them know that you and I are great friends, and we just agree <laughs> that I'm right and you're wrong. And Well, there you go. See? <laughs> I, can, I can be wrong about all kinds of things. Me too. And, you know, and that's a part of what makes this group work, is uh, that we can find all kinds of things we disagree about, but we agree about the core doctrines of the faith, about yeah. the person and work of Jesus, about the cross of Christ and the forgiveness of sins by uh, faith in him, and 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 I mean, obviously a few other core things as well, but but that it's on that basis that we find our our friendship and brotherhood, and and uh, and that's a big deal. It is, and I've never experienced it anywhere else where I've been, where there's been camaraderie among pastors of different flavored denominations, mm-hmm. and and uh, I know you know this, but I it's not unusual for me to call you and say, hey, what do what do you think about this? I'm struggling with this. This is going on, and uh, and so you've you've been you've played a big role in my life, and mm. and again we've we are common on people need Jesus, yeah, and the Bible is our source of direction, and yeah, and uh, so I I think it's a good model for for the city as well. I it's it's been a blessing to me. I grew up in Lincoln as a kid, and it was definitely not that way. It was there was a very competitive spirit among the churches, and there was always some church that was kind of the hot church, and everyone else was like, "Oh, why are they leaving our church to go to that church?" And I don't know. Way back in the seventies, the hot church was Southview Baptist. Yeah, and they were just smoking it, and and uh, and I, of course, we lived about a mile away from there, so uh, we, <laughs> I should have just I should have just shifted over to Southview, but I was I was going to Midtown, you know, to uh, the old Hope Reformed Church. Uh, yeah, no. Southview's uh, the mother church for New Cove. So how many how many Southern Baptist churches are there in Lincoln? Then I think there's four. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. But those are those are kind of the two uh, kind of anchor churches, wouldn't you say? Yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. There. Uh, so when you think about the future um, uh, ministry of some sort, but uh, do you have any ideas? Of, of what that might look like or, or uh, where a ministry might take you? Hey, let me back up and say, when you saw two kind of major, Sower Church has... Oh, they're Southern Baptist too. Yeah, they yes. are. And they, okay. they're they reaching a ton of college students. Yes, yes. Not not to exclude any of the other churches, but... Right, right, right. But It's funny, you... it's because Sower has just recently become... Uh, Southern Baptist. Yeah, Southern yeah. Baptist. So... Uh, so see, there's there's still hope for you, Stu. See, I can, who knows? Maybe <laughs> maybe I'll come into the fold before it's all done. You never know. <laughs> hey, well, I I'm already in the fold because I I you know uh, we're uh, we're on the same team. We're Absolutely, preaching the same gospel and and uh, and I when and I and I tell my congregation this when it, well I plug in the name of of a of a church that teaches that again teaches Christ. But, uh, you know, I'll say things like, you know, hey, when New Covenant uh, grows, the kingdom grows. That means that we're winning. So we need to, we're rooting for all these churches that uh, proclaim Christ. I believe that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, so where there was a, uh, yeah, what what has been unique about, because sometimes people, they hear, uh, we talk about, oh, you know, pastors get along and churches get along. We respect each other's ministries, but it's. It's not that way in a lot of communities. What, what in your mind has contributed to that in this community? Uh, and vulnerability of 
that we pulled together and and it, it hadn't did happen overnight but we i was invited in when i moved into town i was invited in to meet with you guys if i wanted and mm-hmm. and and we just started commiserating together and <laughs> you know and i thought oh my gosh they're going through the same things we are or yeah. they've already been through it yeah. and so the wisdom around the table and no one no one presents themselves as having it together. I and mean, they just say, this is what we've experienced. If I could do it again, you know, and, and, and the questions of going around the table, what's working, what's not working, what's, yeah. what's missing. And, yeah. and so it's, it's been, uh, I think just the vulnerability of sharing, this is where we're at. And, yeah. There is something about sitting around a table of, 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 of pastors who, I don't have to explain my world to you. You don't have to explain your world to me in terms of just the weirdness of what we do and the peculiarities of the job. And there's something about that that's gold. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah. Because I, I, otherwise, I mean, and I know nothing against other people. I know they try to empathize and everything, but but there's no one who understands your occupation like people who right. who are in your occupation. Yeah. Yeah. You mentioned the possibility of maybe some sense you enjoy the shepherding and, and, and uh, caring for people, maybe some kind of a chaplaincy kind of opportunity. Yeah. And, and that's just trying to think uh, what, where I feel like God's made me most powerful and, mm-hmm. and it's in pastoral care. So uh, mm-hmm. that is, that makes sense to me. I look at my, my history and, mm-hmm. and uh, my, the, the people who have commented about me leaving in a good way, yeah. uh, they, they've, they've not one of them has said, I remember what you said. It's who you were and where you were yeah. and the gift of presence. And so yeah. my guess is that me being in a speaking role is ne- probably not on the, on the, on the field. Your, but, your presence speaks volumes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we're out of time, brother. Thank you so much for coming in to talk today. I appreciate it, and I appreciate you. Thank you, Steve. You bet. I leave you saying, as I always do, to think about it and talk about it. See you next week. Bye.